Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Rich Eisen Show. Send us your ideas. We are open to any idea. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. What are your two cents on the running back market right now, Mark Ingram? I think it's criminal that they're trying to do our position like this. Would you tell them to hold out? I definitely would. Today's guests, three-time Pro Bowl running back Chris Johnson, actor and comedian Godfrey, 13-year NFL veteran Ephraim Salam, and now sitting in for Rich, it's Mike Hill. Hey, 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 look who they let back in the studio. I'm back. I'm back. It's Friday. What's up, y'all? Mike Hill hanging out with the great Rich Eisen Show on the Rich Eisen Show. Call us at 844-204-RICH in the house on this Friday. So happy to be here. I'm with my fellas. My guys are here. Chris Brockman. What's up, Chris? What up, Mike? Good to see you, brother. Good to see you as well, my man. I'm going to go because I'm going to get to you last there. As you should. As you should. TJ, my man. Mike Fresh J's is always looking good. I mean, you know how we do it. Let's let's try to like not have beef this time with me and you. No, no no beef, baby. No beef. You know what I'm saying? You know, no no shaming about everything. You know, you got the J's on whatnot. I appreciate it. You got some plans for this weekend? (sighs) Not yet, but you know the day's not over yet. I, I might have something for you. Oh. I might have, I'm just saying. Oh. Oh. Let, let old Mikey oh, Mike take care of things for you. Hey, I had to get to my day. man over here last, though, because this is my guy. I've been going back with him since I've been at Fox Sports, which has been 10 years now. Oof. My man, Del Tufo. It, it's been a long time. You weren't here the last time, no, man. Are you I a millionaire, upset. too? I was like, <laughs> they went, like, Mike's going to be here tomorrow. I'm like, what do you I'm, And I was like, I had to do a game. I was like, not happy. I came in. Jason was here last time. Time, right, mm-hmm. Jason yeah. came in. I found out Jason's a millionaire now, driving Maseratis yeah. around. Like, I'm like, how, how much are they paying these damn audio guys around there, man? Wait, to you see my business. Car. You haven't seen my car. The audio guys. No, you don't even. What you got a Billy? You, you don't even want to know. We'll just keep it at that. That's a Jersey guy right there. But I'm yeah. just saying, my kid, if you want to steer your kid into a profession, send them to audio path. It's in audio. Or send them to Mike because he's from Jersey, man. It's like I don't know, the, the, the license plate might not be legit. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's paper right now, so, so I don't stolen? know. It, it, it's not stolen. No. It's just borrowed, borrowed for a long period of time, and nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> I am Mike Hill hanging out. It, uh, guys, I'm so happy to be here with you guys today. You know why? Because it's a special day for me. This is my anniversary. Oh, oh man. Happy anniversary. This is my anniversary. Ten years ago today, I arrived in Los Angeles. Wow. I came nice. here, left ESPN That's after awesome. nine years, and came over here to start my run over at Fox Sports 1. So happy to be sitting in for Rich Eisen, who, of course, I 
Didn't get, I didn't get a chance to, uh, to meet Rich when I was at ESPN. I didn't get a chance. We didn't cross paths because yeah. he's already been at the NFL Network, but heard about him a lot. And to be able to do this show on my anniversary is a, a special honor and a special oh, treat. So nice. happy to be here with you guys, man. This is a fun Friday. You know, like last time I'm here, like I enjoyed myself for those three hours. I, I put some of it on my resume tape, still looking for a real good job. You know what I'm saying? You know, doing somebody out there, huh, let me know. Um, so um, I, I wanted to kind of keep this open-ended. Mm-hmm. I want us to have fun as always. We're going to talk about a couple of topics. Of course, I want to get into um, the Jets opening up training camp yesterday, a little bit Aaron Rodgers, of course. I want to talk about the running back situation. As you heard, we got Chris Johnson on the show coming up. My man Ephraim Salam, who is a former uh, NFL lineman, who is now a writer in Hollywood. Of course, the writer's strike that's going on right now in Hollywood. I'm actually on strike and because I'm in SAG after. Oh, okay. Yeah, but, you know, I, I don't get no acting roles, so it ain't, like, affecting me that much because <laughs> I ain't actually, actually working or whatnot. But, uh, yeah, so I want to talk to him a little bit about that. But I want to start off today because, um, yeah, ding dong, the witch is dead. Finally. <laughs> the Daniel Snyder era oh. is finally over. See ya. And I know a lot of people in Washington around the NFL and around just the world is just so happy. This man, look, they they need to do a better job of vetting when they decide to sell franchises to play, to people, to, to these guys out here. And Daniel Snyder, like, I guess when he first came in, he had the money or whatnot, yeah. seemed like he had the great vision, wanted to change things around. Remember the beginning when he brought in all the old veterans when he first got there? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, he fired the gentleman. He had Cerati, uh, 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 came in as a general manager. That was a disaster. Remember, he was the Steve Spurrier. He hired Steve Spurrier as the coach. That was a disaster. If you Every, were a veteran and wanted to get paid, you went to Washington. You went to Washington. Remember, Dion got a bunch of money to go to Washington. All nine, these, nine toes. All these old veterans, <laughs> man. It was... It was a place to be if you wanted to get paid. Yeah, it was. And, and, and it didn't pay off. That's what I'm saying. So it paid off for the veterans, but it didn't pay off because in his tenure there as the owner, the team finished 164 and 220, two playoff wins. Mm-hmm. The last time the former Washington Redskins, now the commanders, former Washington football team, last won a playoff game was back in 2005. A proud franchise. Mm-hmm has been pretty much demolished and now has to be rebuilt by this new owner, Josh Harris. And no, by the way, Daniel Snyder got fined yesterday by the NFL. $60 million. That's a fine. Like, that, that has to be the biggest fine of all time. I don't think anybody's ever – have we looked into that? Is that the biggest fine that anybody's ever been fined in professional sports of all time? $60 million. Not $6 million. $60 million. But get this. He sold the team – for six point oh five million dollars, you know the oh five million billion, billion billion six point oh five billion dollars. So you know what the oh five part of that six point oh five billion dollars is? That's fifty million dollars. Fine. So he basically had to give up the NFL. Like, okay, uh, he should have sold a scene for 6.06. You know what I mean? And then that would have been the final. I'll just come out with a crisp, even $6 billion. How? It it, it, it befuddles me sometimes. Because these owners are terrible at what they do. Destroy franchises, proud franchises. We're going to get to the Clippers. Clippers have never been a a proud franchise. But, you know, we know what Donald Sterling did. We're going to get to the worst owners of all time in just a second. But you look at what Daniel Snyder, he bought that team. You know how much he bought the team for? Uh, we said that yesterday, Chris. Was it 
800 million. Okay. Yeah, I know it was less than. <laughs> was it the highest price paid for an NFL team at that time? At right? that time. Yeah. The payoff. So the invent, look, $6.05 billion to be terrible. That's a great ROI. That is, man. Look, <laughs> if, so if, if you forget, forget cryptocurrency. <laughs> yeah, right. Forget investing in your 401k and all, man, you better on get you a team. <laughs> and you could be terrible as an owner of the team and still have it pay off for you. So this guy, $6.05 billion. Now, of course, uh, Josh Harris comes in, buys the team. Magic Johnson, uh, part owner of the team. Magic, Magic, part owner of the team. As Magic's well. got 4%. Four, that's enough. That's enough. That's I, I'll take four. That's, I yeah, four percent. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. What's four percent of six point oh five billion? Two hundred and forty-two million. That, oh, that's yeah, that ain't shabby. <laughs> that ain't shabby. <laughs> it's like a quarter of a billion. You know what I mean? That ain't shabby. And you got four percent. Now does Magic of the write a check? Does he? How does that work? I think he got his. In, he had, so they got the break you, you, you can up. have more than twenty-five people as part owners of a team in the right. NFL, right? So I think they got about twenty. Uh, that's part owners of the team. He got 4% of that or whatnot. And, of course, uh, Josh Harris, the majority owner of the team, so he puts up a lot. Of, he's also the owner of the uh, the Devils uh, and the Philadelphia 76ers, right? right. So so he's he's got these, these, these teams out there or whatever. But I think maybe Magic has an investment group himself that yeah. puts in that money or whatever. I don't think Magic just throws out, you know, and like he's a, he got a lot of money himself. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I don't think Magic is quite a billionaire yet, I don't think. Uh, but I don't, so I don't think he's got $242 million just laying around that he's going to invest hmm. on the Washington Commanders. I don't think that's the way it works. But he's got an investment team that's behind him that uh, obviously puts in so they can become a part owner of what he partly owns as well. So I think that's just the way it works. But they're talking about changing the name uh, of the team. We're going to get into that uh, uh, just a little bit second. But at the same time, man, when you think about Daniel Snyder and what he didn't do, uh, for the Washington franchise as far as he ran it. When you look at the worst owners of all time, where do you think Daniel Snyder ranks? You know, we talked about this yesterday with Don Van Natta, the ESPN reporter. He had Dan as the worst. The worst? As, as number one. Um, all the different things that went on, the transgressions, the investigations, the fines. Uh, the lack of winning. Yeah. He had Dan first. Whoa. Ah, that's interesting. TJ, I'm going to have you chime in on that. Because, you know. I, I mean, like, you've got Snyder. You've got uh, Sterling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yesterday Dawn talked about a guy who, you know, I kind of a friend of mine who's a Washington fan we spoke about, which was George Marshall, um, the last owner who integrated the NFL didn't want, you know, want to keep segregation up. He's someone who I feel you could put on there. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I think maybe he, overall he might be the. I don't know. Sterling was so bad though, yeah, guys. I'm Sterling like, was I, so uh, bad. Sterling was so bad. I just here's here's what uh, I will say. Man. I don't I don't know. You guys on the radio can't see me, but you probably can hear me, and people on television can see me. Like I am, I'm black. <laughs> if you don't know, you don't know. You know. what? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, sometimes you know, I could have grown up in a certain way. You know what I mean? I could have done that. But I'm, yeah, I'm a black man. 
I, I think, you know, Daniel Snyder's terrible. Don't get me wrong. For what he did to the team, you're talking about sexual harassment, talking about the money issues, you're talking about being fined $60 million, non-winning, the coaching changes over the years, whatever, destroying a proud franchise. That's what Daniel Snyder did. But racism kind of trumps yeah. it all, bro. To me, yeah, that's why I'm like Sterling. <laughs> Sorry, not to make it much of a race issue, but like Don, the, Sterling was terrible. Sterling didn't build a winner until no. later on. Of course, he had you know the Doc River scenes with yeah. um, Chris Paul and Blake Griffin and whatnot. City. But they could never still never made it to the Western Conference Finals yeah. with him as an owner. They never went to the NBA Finals with him as an owner. He was very cheap. The whole Elgin Baylor situation with him. Yeah. And oh, by the way, then oh, his girlfriend drops a dime on him. Yeah. And all that type of stuff. Speaking of Magic Johnson, you know what I mean? You don't, don't want certain people at his games or whatever. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Why. So, so I, I, I think Sterling. Then how about my man Robert Sarver? Yeah, Robert Sarver, yeah. Sarver, yeah, with he's the, another one. So, so Sarver was the guy that if you look from the outside in, if you see him just on the periphery, uh, the perception was he was this great owner, great guy, whatever. But then he had this thing that was happening behind the scenes where he was, you know, dropping the end bombs and all yeah. that type of stuff and had to sell a scene. But the thing is, when you are banned, <laughs> Sterling, <laughs> when you are banned from the league. Literally taken away from you. You, you, yeah. you the had your was team stripped. taken away. You <laughs> yeah. had your players quit yeah. on you. Your players basically dropped jerseys. Mm-hmm. In, a playoff, in, a, in, the in the playoffs. In the playoffs. In the playoffs. Yeah. About not playoffs. playing a game. Not a game. The playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> in the playoffs. Chris, are you talking playoffs. about star Players dropping jerseys because their their yeah. owner was racist, was the worst, the worst. was prejudiced, whatever you want to call him, the a worst. bigot, yeah. whatever you want to call him. Uh, and so, yeah, man, so when it comes to that, I, I think that um, Donald Sterling definitely takes the, the cake because the lifetime ban being cheap, racism and all that type of stuff. And I, I got a personal uh, beef for when it comes to, to worst franchise owners of all time. Uh, I'm a Knicks fan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Right. Mr. Yep. Rich would agree with Rich you. Rich is a Knicks yeah. fan. I'm just, I'm just. <laughs> yeah. People, people on the radio can't. I'm, I'm looking at the. I'm just looking right now. Just, I'm just looking into the camera. Mike, right Mike's now. head is shaking. Like he's just, not blinking. His, his eyes are tearing no, up. I'm he a might, water, he up, We might get look for a tissue, Mike. I get emotional. I think about Dolan. His daddy was good. I like this daddy. Yeah. I like this daddy. I used to work for his daddy when I was at MSG. A work? Yeah, when I was at MSG a long time ago, man. I've been in this business for a long time. Oh, but I look good. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Black don't crack. That was yeah, you know, just you know, Beige don't age. You know how I go, bro. You know what I'm saying? Moisturize. <laughs> Moisturize. You know what I'm saying? Hydrate. Yeah. Stay happy. <laughs> That's why I got a divorce. I had to be happy. You know what I mean? <laughs> You know, I am not going to live my my late night, my my late years being uh, unhappy. That's not going to happen. Nothing against her because that could be in blogs tomorrow and stuff like that because she's a celebrity. Anyway, no, but James Dolan, man, what he's done with the Knicks, just, I mean, just horrible. Thin skin, can't win. Doesn't want to win. Doesn't put a a winner on. And and this is the Knicks. People come out. We want to see a winner on the floor. We want to see excellence on the court. It's the garden. Yeah, it's the garden. It's the Mecca. And he can't even get good free agents to come to New York because partly because of his culture. Partly because of the people he hires. Now, of course, two of the last three years, they've kind of turned things around. They they finally won the playoff series last, uh, last year. 
uh, see how far they can go this year. But still, man, James Dolan, honorable mention. Now, I will also say there are other owners out there that are good and bad. Jerry Jones. Mm. We talked about this before the show came on, TJ, your mm-hmm. team. Jerry Jones. A lot of people don't like Jerry Jones. A lot of people love Jerry Jones. I, for one, actually like Jerry Jones. I covered Jerry Jones when I was down in Dallas. He loves his team. Yeah, His players seem to love him. They don't really have beefs with him after they leave. They understand the business side of things. And as you mentioned, he has the Cowboys, a great, proud franchise, once a couple of three Super Bowls Under in him. the early years. Un- well, that was Jimmy Scenes. I'm going to give Jimmy the credit for it. But he was the owner of the team, so we yeah, got to get credit. Yeah, he got the trophies. And his ego kind of got in the way, which is the bad side of things, because he wanted to be the general manager. And he 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 speaks more than – I hear more from Jerry Jones than I hear from Dak Prescott. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. You know what I'm saying? You hear I, more from Jerry than almost anybody else. Yeah. Yeah, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry loves them cameras, man. Jerry, just a little bit. He he ain't gonna shy away from a camera. Now, <laughs> no, no, hey, but not. that's his team. Mark Cuban's the same way. Mark Cuban is like the front yep. of the like. No matter who's on the team, yep. the most popular person part of the organization is the owner, Mark Cuban. Yeah, for sure. And Jerry Jones for the Dallas Cowboys. So you know, hopefully the Cowboys can get things turned back around. And they can win another Super Because it's been a long time, man. Well, they've won, what, two playoff games in the last since they won the Super Bowl? Yeah. Or something like that? And it, and, that, and that's sad for that Cowboys organization. So we're going to talk about that. 844-204-RICH. Uh, they're also talking about name changes for the commanders again. I still want to call them – I never call them the Redskins. I call them the Skins. Back in yeah. the day when I was on Sports Center, when I was yeah. doing Fox Sports Live, I always called them the Washington Skins because I didn't want to offend people even back then and never called them the Washington football team. I just thought that was stupid. But I they're talking about changing the name of the commander. So we want to hear from you uh, Washington football fans out there. Give us a call at 844-204-RICH. Let us know what name you would like your football franchise to be now that Daniel Snyder is gone. We're going to talk about that a little bit later on. Also, uh, coming up on the show, once again, we got uh, Chris Johnson talking about NFL running backs. Uh, but coming up next, uh, we will talk to Mr. CJ2K, of course, about the NFL running back situation that's going on right now. It is uh, pretty much uh, the, uh, the position is obsolete, uh, becoming obsolete uh, in the NFL. We'll talk to Chris Johnson coming up next right here on the Rich Eisen Show. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets. 
at the Rich Eisen Show, and every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it, and then the all-in prices. That's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed I cannot believe you you watched Charles Oakley get dragged out of Madison Square Garden with your own two eyes, Bob. I mean, I could not. Spike Lee was there. You couldn't believe it. Did either. everyone just like it during Wait the time? Spike Lee boo, was boo, there? Boo, boo, it's boo. Nice. That's That next thing you're going to tell me, Jack Nicholson was at the Lakers game. McEnroe <laughs> <laughs> McEnroe was there. I know Mac he was Mac right there. Was Woody Woody he was like practically in Oakley's lap. Yeah, was yeah. Woody Allen there? He was not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. John Lithgow? Was he John was? there? Steve Earle was there. So Steve Earle. Okay. Oh, really? yes. this, the, this is the new Madison Square Garden. Leon was there. The actor. Oh, sure. He was yeah. there. What about uh... Bob Costas? Told you. Costas. Now. Oh, yeah. You gotta oh, can you tell this story? Not feeling me. You got to tell the Costas story. Tell the story. story. When I was like 21 years old, I went to the, um, I went to the, uh, what was it? The Heisman Trophy. Um, At the downtown I got, athletic I, I, club? Yeah, I, I managed to get invited. Like I had an extra ticket or somebody gave me a ticket and I went to the thing. And I went to the bathroom and... Uh, Bob Costas was in the next urinal, and I was like 21, so this was 1990, 91. And I said, and I was peeing, and I went, I just wanted to say, I'm a big fan of yours. And he told me, and he went, don't you know the rule? You're not supposed to talk when you're in a urinal. And I was like, oh, God, I didn't. That's how I learned the rule. Anyway, so I'm at the Knicks game. <laughs> I learned at the Knicks game, and I was, I'd never met him before, but since then. And I said to him, hey, uh, this is Bobby Carnavale. I just wanted to introduce myself and say, uh, when I was 21, I told him the story, and he went, doesn't sound like something I'd say. Shot me down. Just complete shoot down. Twice. And- well, <laughs> he, he was also sitting on the toilet when you told him the second time. He was... He was... Yeah. He's he, like, hey, Ellie. So what? And shut the door, <laughs> dude. I don't care if you have two Emmys. Chip. Chip. Shut the door, Chip. I love it. Mike Hill in for Rich Eyes, and welcome back to the Rich Eyes and Show Radio Network. Sitting in for the Rich Eyes and Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. We're about to get to Chris Johnson in just a second. He's standing by. Real quick, before we go to break, you guys do those flashbacks mm-hmm. yep. uh, on from the TV. And Bobby Cannavale, is that how you pronounce his name? Yep. Great actor. Love him. He was on with Paul Rudd talking about uh, when Oakley got dragged out of the garden that, that, that mm-hmm. night. I was there. I was at the game. Wow. Because I was doing the Clippers pre and post game show. They were playing the Clippers. I couldn't believe what I saw. And then he talked about meeting Bob Costas at a urinal. <laughs> I've met I've met I've met two famous people while standing at a urinal. Oh man. Uh-oh. My first encounter with Scotty Bowman. I was in Scotty Nashville. Bowman. Scotty Bowman. <laughs> nice. Scotty Bowman. Great NHL iconic legend. Red Wings coach, NHL legend. Yep. 
there at the urinal, chilling, young guy, like 26 years old. Bam, he comes up. Hey, how's it going? He's talking to me. <laughs> he doesn't know who I am, but he's talking to me. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, you know, I ain't say anything about the rule because, you know, the, the rules don't apply to icons. You know what I mean? So he can talk to me, and I'm, you know, I'm talking back. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey. <laughs> and then the second time, I'm at ESPN, and uh, I'm uh, out right outside the green room for the NBA, and I'm at the urinal, and in comes this tall figure. And I look up. He said, hey, young fella, how you doing, man? Pleasure to meet you. You know, I couldn't shake his hand, obviously, because my hand was full. <laughs> Very full. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> look, uh, I'm like, that's Magic Johnson. Oh, wow. Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson, now, first encounter, my first official meeting wow. with Magic Johnson was at the urinal, man. So, yeah, so he shook, you know, washed my hands, shook hands, you know. And, and now he's the owner of the Washington. Now he's the here. owner of the Washington. When I next time I see Magic, remember the first time we met, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, that was, was my story. Uh, Chris Johnson, he was a hell of a football player back in the day, of course, three-time uh, pro bowler, NFL Russian king back in 2009, one of five players ever go over 2,000 yards. And um, we got to talk about the state of the running back right now because the state of running back is a dying breed in the NFL. When you talk about Saquon Barkley not being able to get his contract and Josh Jacobs, who was the Russian king last year, not able to get a long-term deal right now, see if they're going to play at all this season. Chris Johnson joins us right now on the Rich Eisen Show. CJ, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Just chilling, man. That's it. How you doing? Oh, you're good, man. You ever have any encounters at the urinal like that, man? Like I was just talking about. You ever <laughs> meet anybody at the urinal? Anybody try and talk to you at the urinal while you trying to handle your business? Uh, I don't think so. I'm not off the top of my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's bound to happen now that you've been on the show. Let's talk about the, the running backs uh, in the NFL, or the lack of running backs, man. Why do you think the running back position right now has been devalued, in your opinion? Um, I just think it, it, it has been devalued over the way that they're trying to um, – turn the league into, like, a straight passing league. Like, I've been saying this for years and years. Like, yeah, you gonna, you get those certain teams, they're going to pass the ball all over the field. All, but when it gets December, January playoff football, we all know that you got to come back to that running back. You got to have a running game. Know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. like, that's, that's a big part of it. Um, why I feel like they have devalued the game because, like, when I was coming up or when I was playing, like, it was like we getting 20, 25 touches a game. And, like, with things that I've seen, like, in the past years, like, you would, you would be watching a game and then the end of the stats, the running back would have, like, 50, 60 rushing yards and, like, 40, 50 receiving yards. And they say he had a great day. Mm-hmm. Back in, but when we was coming up, that was a terrible day for us. Yeah, but let, let me play devil's advocate here. All right, so the, the game has evolved. The game has changed over the years. Back in the day, you didn't see too many back in the 80s and the early 90s. Even as quarterbacks, you didn't see a lot of 4,000-yard passes. You definitely didn't see a lot of 5,000-yard passes. But now you're seeing that almost every season. If you don't have a 4,000-yard passing season, it's almost like you didn't have a really good season as an NFL quarterback. As you mentioned, the game has evolved to more of a passing game. So how do you feel like running backs in today's game have to adjust to what the league is doing on offense? Okay, well, first of all, I got two things to that question. Mm-hmm. I like that you say you devil, devil advocate and you see the four to 5,000 um, passing yards. 
I'm going to point out a guy. We're going to talk about um, shirtless Kirk Cousins. <laughs> he gonna give you four thousand yards in the in the regular season, and then come to playoffs, he gonna on the money. Oof. Like you gotta run the ball. That's why you know we are, we get the playoffs, but we lose in the first round or this and that because the running game. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. But when you when you come to it, like I, I played with a guy by the name of Bruce Aaron, mm-hmm. and throughout my whole career. You know, it was running back, running back, like worry about rushing yards and this and that, and then, you know, catching the ball out of the backfield, still being that threat. Now I go inside with Arizona Cardinals or with Bruce Arians, and 80% of the time it's like, you know, as running back, we're not sitting back there blocking those guys that's coming in. We're doing free release. Or you you um, you going out wide running – running um, routes on the linebacker, so it's all about a mismatch. Mm-hmm. So I had to kind of I, – I, I kind of – I had to go, like, my practice schedule and look at the game different. Now I got to focus more on running routes from the outside. I got to focus on making sure I'm getting 100 to 200 catches in on the jug machine every day after practice because I know in this offense we're trying to create mismatches and we're and I'm gonna have to catch the ball out on the outside. It's different with running right on the outside and coming out of the backfield. Right, right. So, 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 so now on the running backs, if you're not catching the ball out of the backfield, like you're a good receiver out of the backfield, right? I think in today's game, as a running back, you have to be able to stay on the field for all three downs and be able to catch the ball out of the backfield, even on first down, and be a good pass protector as well. So, if you're a running right. back. Don't you feel like because the game has changed, then this is what the league is looking for. This is what the league has has done. This is what running backs have to adjust to. This is what you guys have to do all the time now. Right. But but okay, so if I adjust to that and I'm doing what you're requiring me to do, right, within your offense, I should be paid as such. So what's it say? Like you're obviously not the biggest Kirk Cousins fan in the world. So especially in the playoffs. No, I love Kirk Cousins. I love Kirk Cousins. <laughs> All right. So but but so when you're saying a, a guy like Kirk Cousins, you do a lot of great things in the regular season, four thousand yards in the regular season. Then in the postseason, they need to run the football. Obviously, you need to have a balanced offense because you don't want to be predictable when you're on offense. So what's it say about a team like the Minnesota Vikings, who had such a great season with Kirk Cousins, a new uh, with Kevin O'Connell, who had a great first season as a, a, a head coach. Of course, they got the best wide receiver in my opinion, in the NFL, but they release Dalvin Cook this offseason. What's that say about the league when you got a, a team like the Minnesota Vikings who had that great season with those great players I just talked about, and then they release maybe they're one of the best players on offense out of the backfield? Yeah, and that just shows you I feel like that comes with coaching because, like I say, we're going to throw it all over the field in the regular season. Then we get to the to December, January. That's what that's our what our team is used to doing. That's what we're doing. So it's hard to just flip the switch and be like, okay, now we finna we finna um, focus on this running game because they're gonna get us through the playoffs. You gotta do that all throughout the regular season. So when it comes when it comes to the point where it's like it's time for the playoffs, we already used to doing this instead of we just used to throwing the ball all over the field. That's one point to it. And the other point that I can say is, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like it was a business decision. Um, they feel like um, 
I think it's the backup is Madison or something like yeah, that. Yep. They probably feel like they pass the ball so much they feel like Madison can come in and do what do what they need Dalvin to do because yep. they don't they don't um, motion Dalvin out of that field and throw the ball and stuff because they got plenty of receivers to do it. Yeah, like, it, they got the best receiver in the game. So I feel like business on the business side of things, they felt like they can let Dalvin go and have. Um, the backup come in and do some of the same things in the running game, being that they don't run the ball as much. All right, so if you're Saquon Barkley now, he's um, mentioned or uh, even talked about maybe possibly sitting out the entire season. If you're in his position right now, uh, of course the Giants have franchised him along with Josh Jacobs with the Raiders franchise him as well. If you're in their position, what are you doing? They haven't signed their tenders. Are you sitting out this entire season or are you uh, – just going back to play and, and trying to prove that you're, you're worth the money that you want? Um, I think in their situation, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, um, I think they either have to play this season or they got to play a certain amount of games mm-hmm. in order to where they won't end up in the same predicament they're in now. Am I right? Yeah, pretty much. They, so so um, because these rookie contracts, they um, they have to play – you know, the, to get the, um, the the service amount, they have to do that. So they have to play eventually. They can sit out the season and forfeit the $10 million that they're going to get. But eventually, even if they played, though, uh, CJ, and they played this year and they, you know, say ran, ran for 1,600 yards, Josh Jacobs, another Russian uh, 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 title, they can still franchise them again next year, maybe for like right, $14 right. Million. So two, the, two franchises. But my point that I was trying to make, if they sit out this year, and they come back, and the team can be like, okay, we're still gonna franchise you again. Like you, you don't gain no, you don't gain no minimum towards the next contract. Is what I'm saying. If you sit out the whole year, and the team might be like, okay, we're gonna pay you. Are they gonna be like, okay, we're gonna franchise tag you again? Now you done sat out the whole year. You done lost ten million dollars. Same thing like Le'Veon Bell. Did. Yep. And he you says he regrets that. Now you coming back? Okay, we're gonna franchise tag you again. So now what you gonna do? You gonna sit out again, or you gonna play the franchise tag, and you gonna lose ten million dollars again? Like what are you gonna do? So it's kind of like they're in a situation right now where the team pretty much have the leverage. The team pretty much have all the leverage right now. So if I was in that situation, I, I would, I say I would come and play. You know, I will come and play. Yeah, you damn as you do, you damn as you don't. Uh, let's right. talk about you a little bit, man. What are you up to these days? Man, just chilling, man. Down here, um, Orlando, um, just real estate. Got a got a few Airbnbs out by Disney and stuff like that. So I just been working on that real hard. Getting those furnished and renting out and stuff like that. Everybody got the Airbnbs these days. I got to invest in the Airbnbs. I, I understand you're also doing a podcast. The reason I wanted to have you on the show is I actually saw you on the podcast. You work with my man uh, Eric Weinberg over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Podcast. I do the. Um, well, this past last season, I did the thirty thirteen, and then I did the Smash and Dash with me and Landell White. So we shoot that podcast weekly. Um, talk about sports, livelihood, all type of stuff, man. So that's that's been real big for yeah, us. Believe trying to uh, make things happen over there. How tough is it now? Because you're in that role. I, I guess you're part of the media in a sense. When you got the podcast, you got your opinion. How tough is it? Because as a player, obviously you heard other people's opinions. 
Uh, maybe it was from a former player. Maybe it was from a guy who didn't play of the game. And, you know, you, you, they could be critical sometimes. How hard is it for you to now be in that role? Um, I, I feel like from me playing the game and going through those situations and hearing people say things that they, they you know, that it may look like this on the outside, but they don't really know. Um, I think that helped me out a lot because when I talk about certain people, for instance, when I talk about Kirk Cousins, I love him to death. He's a great player. I'm not talking about him in general. I'm just talking about the situation. Mm. So I would never, like, come out and bash a certain player or anything like that. I would just talk about the situation in which you see it with, with on film. Film don't lie. You know what I'm saying? So – I just, I just hate that whole aspect of it. All right, well, love, good, good luck with that, man, as well. And, and you're still, uh, you're one of the fastest guys uh, in the NFL back in the day. You were a blazer, bro. I used to always have this debate uh, with one of my partners on the air about who was the best running back uh, at the time. You or Adrian Peterson? Uh, when you look back <laughs> at your time between you and Adrian Peterson, because that used to be the biggest debate: who's the best, better running back during your era? How would you, Matt? How would you assess that matchup? Me versus AP. Yep. I would definitely, I would definitely say I, I was the best one. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, he played um, more years than me um, in different scenarios. Going to, you know, continue to play at the back end of your career and stuff like that. But if you if you line up my best seasons with his best season and our era when we were going back and forth, I definitely go on myself. All right, and you also one of the fastest guys in the game. You're still fast? I'm all right. All right, man. I was out there running with my boys the other day. I, I felt my hamstring a little bit, so I had, I had to shut it down. And, 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 hey, and not only that, the reason why I say I'm the best for sure, like I'm the only running back in history to have over 2,500 yards. So – Nobody ever done that, so yep. it is what it is. Receiving it and, and rushing the football, doing your thing, man. You're definitely yeah. one of the best. So, like, you know, here's the thing. When you when you get a certain age, Chris, I don't know if you know this because I'm an old guy too, man. You got to stretch, bro. You just got to, you know, you just got to stretch. You, you got to be able to you know, pull them hamstrings and stretch them hamstrings out. You can't do the things you used to do unless you're T.O. because T.O.'s a mutant. <laughs> Yeah, he's a mule. I thought I was stressed out good, but man. <laughs> so, so you're not going to be in one of these uh, these uh, races that To's trying to get together in, anytime soon. To's trying to challenge everybody that used to be fast in the NFL to a race. So you're not going to be. Man, I do it. I do it. You know what I'm saying? There's no problem. I do it. I can't nobody. None of them old cats. None of them old folks. To, um, Patman, Adam Jones. None of those guys. They can't. I'm the fastest ever do it, man. They can't stand. They can't stand that. So, so, so the challenge right now, you Pac-Man, you you Adam Jones, T.O. in a race right now. The three of y'all on a track in what? Give me two, three months, and and, and the showdown's going to happen. Can we can we get that? Can yeah, we make that happen? Be, the showdown is going to be who's coming in second out of one of them. That's going to be the real race. Who's going to be the first is not even a question. Ooh, I can't wait for T.O. to hear this, man. This is going to be great. CJ, man, thanks for your time. Appreciate it, man. Best of luck with the podcast and everything you got going on down there. When I come to Florida, man, I'm going to definitely uh, rent from you in the Airbnb. You got nice Airbnbs? You got good five-star nice ratings? <laughs> five Real star nice. You go to my Instagram, Chris Johnson, T-W-O-8, Chris Johnson, 2-8. 
the links in the bio, the Airbnbs there. So just you know, check me out. Oh, since since you just gave that 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 uh, endorsement right there, so that means we get free Airbnbs now. Like that's like we get a, hey. we get a deal. Yeah, <laughs> we get a deal around here. Rich Eyes and Show. We get a deal. I'm gonna give y'all some free days. Okay, oh, all right. You heard it right here on the Rich Eyes. So I'm CJ, coming. man, thanks for your time, my brother. Thank you. All right, bro. Chris, y'all heard it. Yeah. In. Let's go. Orlando. Well, Orlando. Hey, but they made Vacation. Bro, that's Disney World. Let's Vacation. Let's go down there, man. There How about come on, man, Kirk Cousins? Am I supposed to apologize for that? I don't know how we I don't do know. That. Marshall was all over Kirk Cousins this week. Yeah. Like, Why wow, are people I like Kirk Cousins? Have you guys been watching that um that that documentary quarterback? Yeah. Oh, my so good. It is good, man. It is so good, right? And it's also, you know, you kind of you realize some things. Like, these quarterbacks are really intelligent. Like, you can't be a dummy to be a, a quarterback in the NFL. And they're, and I, all the players are getting beat up, obviously. Yeah. But the amount of beating that these quarterbacks take, man, like Kirk Cousins, you got to kind of give him props, man, because there are st- – Shot after shot at him just getting smashed, and you can hear him grimacing and groaning in the pain he's in from his ribs and his sternum. And these guys, they just get up and they keep they keep pushing forward, man. It, it, I definitely did get a a different type of respect for for him after. That's what I was about to say, man. Kirk Cousins. I know people always come down on him, man, but you know I have gained so much respect just watching him. I like him as a player, and I'm predicting this year that the Minnesota Vikings going to win the NFC. I know Dalvin Cook's the not there. The whole NFC? Yeah, the whole NFC, not just the NFC. Look, who's, who, they're going to win the NFC North. They're going to win the division. They are? The, who's going to win the division? Everyone's on the Lions bandwagon, nah, Mike. I ain't coming. It's still the Lions. At the end of the day, it's still the Lions. I'm sorry. No, they're going to win the NFC North. They're going to win They're going to win the NFC North. Chicago's going to have an okay year. You know, Justin Fields is going to be all right, whatever. Green Bay is going to be coming down. Even after they lost Aaron Rodgers, they weren't even good last year. <laughs> so um, the NFC North is, to me, the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, they had a great season last year. They got close. They, they got really blown did, out yeah. of the playoffs against my Giants. Don't get me wrong. Understand that. But I think, I think another Chris agrees year with you. under Kevin O'Connell in that system, man, I really believe. they get, Once again, they got the best receiver in the NFL in Justin Jefferson. And I believe Kirk Cousins. And this, damn, am I going to say this? You like that? Do it. You like that? <laughs> am I going to say this? Vikings 18-1 to 1 to win the NFC right now. I'm picking them. It's the NFC. I love the Philadelphia Eagles, don't get me wrong, but I don't see anybody else. 49ers, Cowboys. Mm, Questions, 49, who's quarterback right now? Brock Purdy's hurt. They got a great defense. They lost the defense coordinator, 49ers. Cowboys to the Cowboys. Caffrey. I mean, what's that mean? Lions, Seahawks, (laughs) Saints. uh, I I ain't scared of none of them. Okay. I ain't scared of nobody. Philadelphia. Uh, Minnesota, I'm telling you, man, I, I don't. I'm a Giants fan, mm-hmm. and because of the Saquon situation, I'm scared. Now, Dalvin Cook, how are they going to replace him? Because it's just hard to replace a, a Dalvin Cook. Right. Their their backup running back has less than 100 carries in his NFL career. Right. The the one that's going to replace him. So, what's going to happen there? But I think under Kevin O'Connell, I like, I like Kirk Cousins, and I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna go before we go to break. Kirk Cousins. It's going to come back to haunt me. But I'm going to say it any damn way because I'm bold and I'm Mike Hill and I'm old and I can just blame this on old age if it doesn't work out. (laughs) (laughs) Kirk Cousins will finish in the top five in the MVP race this year. Okay. 
know what? You know what? Let's go for it. No. Top three. Oh. Top three in the NFL race. And the only reason I'm saying not saying he's going to win it, damn it, is because Patrick Mahomes is and, alive. <laughs> yeah, Patrick Mahomes still alive. And they got that great quarterback in Cincinnati as well. Kirk Cousins. 50 to 1 MVP. Hey, man, get, let me go to Vegas. I just came back from Vegas. Brockman will take your action. I, I'll take that. Me, I, I put, I'll put $100 on Kirk. I'll put $500 on Kirk Cousins Ooh, winning MVP. What? $550 to 1. What is that? Somebody do the math real quick. What is that? 25000 25, I'll take that. Kirk Cousins. Look out for you, boy, man. Come on, man. I'm praying for you, man. Wallet's praying for you. We kind of touched on a little bit with CJ. I'm going to talk more about the running back, Marcus, and I'm going to tell you why I feel bad but not sorry for NFL running backs. It's coming up next right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. I will so, say this. Yes. I, I am a man that knows when he's defeated. Yes. I was beaten this year. Yes. Um, so my business manager was supposed to have the hat for us. He did not. Oh, we're throwing Jamal under the bus. Oh, we're throwing under the bus right now. He did not bring that. Who is that thrown hat. under the bus by yeah, the bus we're just for right him. now? He's not, see, he didn't even show his face. He's. I, I was willing to. Where this hat? He had it made up. Well, he told me that the hat yeah. that he made up had the final score. No, on. he had the hat on there. Whatever, it, it was a hat. I don't know what that. The was. hat is supposed but, to read the following. The, I am the, going to the, listen the, to this. Okay, hear this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hail to the victors, valiant! Hail to the conquering heroes! Hail, hail to Michigan, the lead. 
Doctors and Best. <laughs> wow. That is for you. Wow. Only. Wow. You know it. I honestly How, did it not. for me to do that. I honestly can't have thought of anything else that you would do that would make me think that you would not have to follow through on your end of the wager, which is where an I should have gone to Michigan hat on the vaunted field of Notre Dame with touchdown Jesus behind you. But do I let him out of that end of the bet now? He's that good, was man. pretty epic, actually. And he nailed all the words. Well, he grew up in the, the state of Michigan. He should know them. He should know them. I mean, that I was like not, 40 years ago. I did not know ago. them. I had to look them up to make sure I was saying it correctly for you. Also, you, also I'm getting visions that, of, like, it was, Jerome practicing before yeah, he came out here. That did sound rehearsed. Yeah, it sounded yeah, rehearsed. That was great. That took a lot out of me. Great you job, that. Jerome. You know that. That you was awesome. That. that was all awesome. Right. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Back on the Rich Eisen Show, Mike Hill filling in for Rich today. Give us a call at 844-204-RICH. You want to have your voice heard. We're taking names for the uh, Washington football team. Want to get your opinion on that. We just had CJ on, Chris Johnson, former NFL running back, three-time Pro Bowler on, talking about the NFL running backs, and he's talking about the need still for NFL running backs in this league. But I feel bad for NFL running backs. I really do because we just saw a, a TV segment, the archive of Jerome Bettis. I remember the glory years of Jerome Bettis, um, Emmitt Smith, Barry Sanders, guys like that when the running back position was thriving and everybody had a great running back. LaDainian Thompson back in the day, obviously. Um, you know, but here's what I will say. While I feel bad for NFL running backs, I can't feel sorry for them. Only because things evolve. In life, we all evolve. In my business, in what I do, I've had to evolve. When I came into this business, everybody wanted to be a sports center anchor. I became a sports center anchor. Sports center anchors are, you hardly even see people on sports center anymore. You know why? Because things like this have taken over, which is great. And I love this conversational thing, but the bait has taken over. You have got to change with the times. And if you don't change with the times, you're going to be left behind. Who remembers Kodak Films? Kodak Film. Yeah. Remember that back yeah. in the day? Remember oh, yeah. when you took a picture? Polaroid. Got it. Polaroids. Now, Shake it like a Polaroid <laughs> picture. Like Shake it like a Polaroid picture. Yeah. Remember that? You had to change with time. Polaroid decided they wanted digital became the end thing to do. Polaroid didn't change fast enough. Blockbuster video. There you go. Remember you had on Fridays, you went to Blockbuster, prayed that they yeah, had your you VHS did. tape. Yeah, you did. Prayed that you had your DVD. New release when, day. New release New day. Release you day. prayed. You went there. Play. You still got it. Call. You, you got it. Oh, you got 10 copies. You, 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 you can you reserve one? one? Can you reserve one? Can you reserve one? You know what I'm saying? You, and you stayed there sometimes wait, 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 hoping that just, somebody would return it. I'm sorry. Look, look in the bin. Mike, I'm sorry, but I... I would love to go back to those blockbusters. People today that don't have that experience, I feel bad for because that was fun. That, that was that fun. Was it fun. was also nerve-wracking, but it was that was the glory. That was but they had to evolve. And blockbuster didn't evolve into the digital age. And the Netflix just into the Netflix in. and the streaming and everything changes, man. This how I go. NBA NBA's evolved. Shaq used to dominate the big man. He used to dominate back in the day. Shaquille O'Neal used to dominate. Stazel, <laughs> the daddy, barbecue the chicken. Anybody down there? I think I could evolve. I could shoot. Th- Shaq would have to shoot threes now. 
Shaq would have to have a 15-foot jumper now. Now, Shaq is, <laughs> he might be, and it may be an exception to the rule, but the game is not the way it used to be played. It's a outside-in game. It is a Steph Curry type of game. It's the threes. That's why I say in the NFL, Emmitt Smith's rushing record will never be touched because it's never going back to that because it's more like seven-on-seven seven football now. So if you're a running back, you have got to basically become a wide receiver playing running back. Mm-hmm. You better be like Debo Sam. Debo, when's Debo's contract up? He just got paid. Yeah, he he just got, got paid. paid. How much did he get paid? Sam Biden. Yeah, Debo. So you 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 better be one of those hybrid guys because even on defense now. So remember safeties used to be Roy Williams was a good you know the Cowboys. Roy Williams, man. Roy Williams was a safety, a linebacker playing safety. He should have been a linebacker because he. But the the problem with Roy Williams is he could kill you in a run game. Mm-hmm. He would destroy running backs. He would hit you harder than anybody. And if he caught you coming across the middle, he would destroy you. But he couldn't cover, right? Yeah, that was, that was the his... problem. Debo and, Debo re up for big money. Three years, seventy one and a half million, fifty eight million guaranteed. What, what, so 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 what, what what position does Debo play? Well, he's a, listed as a wide receiver. Okay, he's listed as but he plays a lot of he's he's out of the backfield too, right? He uh, gets a lot of carries. Lawson gets a lot of carries. You better become Debo Samuels. If you're a high school running back right now, you're coming up, you better learn how to play the game like Debo Samuels because that's the only way you're going to get into the NFL and get paid. Now, the running back position will still be there. You're still going to have great players that can catch the ball. Chris Johnson can catch the ball out of the backfield. Danny Thompson can catch the ball out of the backfield. Back in the day, Roger Craig. Remember that? Who who remember that? Thousand, thousand rushing. Yeah. Marshall. Marshall. Guys like that catching the ball out of the backfield. You have got to do three things if you're a running back right now. You have got to be able to catch the ball out of the backfield. You got to be able to pass protect. Very important. Very important. People think that's why, like, I uh, look at like Jameer Gibbs, uh, who just got drafted. I think the Lions just picked him up out of Alabama. And I love Jameer Gibbs. Don't get me wrong, I'm an Alabama fan. I saw that sometimes he had problems in the pass protection game. So that could be something he's got to work on. Well, TJ, that's what makes Zeke so good. Yeah. yeah. Zeke, Zeke could pass block. Pass. But you also, the, the most important thing for a running back now, you better stay healthy. You better stay healthy. Stay healthy. Like, I, Saquon Barkley, I love, I'm a Giants fan. Love Saquon Barkley. Had a healthy season last year. His best season since his rookie season. But they're looking at the two seasons in between. as to one of the reasons why he probably won't be getting that long-term contract, which is a shame. We'll talk more about that and other things coming up next on the Rich Eisen Show on the radio side. But we're still on Roku. Still, still on here. Roku. Still on Roku, and we got some running back news. What's the running back news? Uh, free agent Melvin Gordon. Okay. Signs with the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. What, like a one-year deal? One-year deal can earn up to $3.1 million per Adam Schiff. Okay. All right. All right. Melvin Gordon. All that's right. your running back market right now. Uh, that's, you know, and, and, and think about the think about the, the play. Who's still out there? It's still running back. I'm like, like Saquon's still unsigned. I know the, the Giants have his rap. Right. Uh, Kareem, Hunt's still, Kareem, Kareem Hunt's still out there. Yeah, uh-huh. Kareem Hunt's still out there. Fournette was visiting Fournette. the Patriots this week. Oh, my gosh. I mean, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin, Dalvin, Dalvin Cook's got options. We know that. Yep. I think he turned down a deal from the Dolphins or whatever. But at the same time, man, running backs out there. So, and they know it. But they, I, I was surprised that B. John Robinson got drafted in the first round, even though he's a great running back. Don't get me wrong. But that's what they do. I think that's the formula now. It's the draft running back, 
let them play four or five seasons, wear them out or whatnot, and then it's time to draft another running back and let this other running back go. Because once again, it's a passing league. Like I was telling Chris Johnson before, Troy Aikman's in the Hall of Fame. I don't think Troy Aikman ever had a 4,000-yard season. He in the Hall of Fame. That's how it was back then. You ran the football. You passed very often. You passed the ball on third down, maybe on second and long. But you ran the ball. Three yards and what? Cloud of what? Cloud of dust. Cloud of dust, Cloud of dust man. <laughs> Cloud of dust. Uh, we're going to uh, have some fun in the next hour as well. Uh, the great comedian Godfrey is going to come on and join us, talk about the, uh, the comic world, and, of course, uh, he played football in Illinois. That's coming up next on the Rich Eisen Show.